been a month since my last episode aired. My apologies to my listeners and to the kind people who have given their time to sit with me to tell their stories. We have some amazing guests coming up in the next few weeks, and my goal is to put out one episode for the next four weeks or so, so get ready for loads of inspiration. When I tell people I started a podcast, they often get wide-eyed and look at me sort of funny. The typical first question is why, and the second is some variation of how. The how we can probably discuss down the road sometime, but the why can be addressed now. I started this podcast because I was seeking inspiration. It was a relatively selfish reason with the hope that I would help get me out of a rut and also inspire the people listening to the shows. A byproduct, I hoped, has also been to make people see the world around them and the people around them in a more positive light. Every day we need to seek out the good, let the bad slide off our backs, and allow the world around us to be inspirational. My yoga practice has taught me to allow myself more love, patience, thought, understanding, and kindness towards and about myself. I want this podcast to reflect that also. So, the reason for the month's delay between episodes is that I have found a new project that I am working on. There will be much more about this in coming episodes, I'm sure, but it is a new path for my life where I can create something that reflects who I am and how I want to leave a footprint on our world. So, we're back to it. Enjoy the upcoming episodes. One final note, the next Beginner One yoga series at the studio starts on May 7th. It is almost full, so make sure to get signed up if you're interested. It's a great way to begin your yoga practice. For $75, you get four Monday nights with me, plus a monthly unlimited membership to the studio for the duration of the four weeks. Visit www.theoyogastudio.com and click on the Workshops tab to sign up. Today's episode is brought to you by O-Yoga offering over 50 classes a week between their two studios in downtown Syracuse and DeWitt, New York. There are opportunities throughout every day to find your center and allow your mind to turn inward and examine the abilities of your body. O-Yoga offers all levels of classes from beginner workshops to hot and sweaty vinyasa flow classes. Come find the right class for you by signing up for the two-week new student unlimited membership for $25 and take as many classes as your heart desires. Also, O-Yoga's next yoga retreat to Blue Osa in Costa Rica will be February 16th to 23rd, 2019. Spots are filling up fast, so make sure to visit www.theoyogastudio.com today to secure your spot. Yoga retreats are life-changing events, and when you combine that with a magical country like Costa Rica, you truly cannot go wrong. Sign up today, www.theoyogastudio.com. Our world is a truly amazing place. It is full of wonder, beauty, and amazing people, most of which we will never see. I am Tyler, and along with my wife Tiffany, we are Ohm Travelers. Our goal is to see the world, create amazing experiences in our life, and meet as many inspirational people out chasing their dreams as we can. This show is my opportunity to bring their stories to you so we can all share in the lives, inspiration, and awesomeness that we seldom hear about in those around us. Please join us here and at Ohm Travelers on Instagram and be a part of our journey. Namaste. I haven't met many.
many people in my life with a personality as big as Ashley Cox's. Her heart, her smile, her energy, her enthusiasm for everything that goes on around her is really just completely inspirational and life-changing when you meet her. If you've met her every day, you'd probably never know that any of them were bad. I'm sure she has them, but she doesn't let anybody know about it. I met Ashley at my former CrossFit gym, and she's become a friend of both Tiffany and mine. She went on her yoga retreat to Costa Rica, where we just continued to get to know her, and she's one of those people that you're very grateful to have in your life. She's followed a path of growing up and chasing dreams of becoming a professional musician. She now plays with her husband in a band called Professional Victims, and they mostly play around Syracuse, although they do travel uh, around the region. They're very talented artists, and the path that Ashley chose to follow was one that most of us really, I guess, think about, but have no idea what's involved in the sacrifices that need to be made. She reflects back on her career, not only in her current job, her current role in the music world, but mostly on her music career leading up to her, I guess you could say, eventually becoming an adult. So enjoy the episode today and definitely check Ashley out on Instagram, both her personal account, Ashley Cox and Professional Victims, and then see if you can try to find them at one of their shows if you're in the Syracuse area or check their website out for when they might be traveling next. Enjoy the episode and enjoy getting to learn more about Ashley. So today I'm here with Ashley Cox, the uh, musician, uh, all-around positive person and somebody who I've known for a few years from, again, our CrossFit gym or my old CrossFit gym, her still CrossFit gym. And Ashley and yeah, now yoga, exactly. Yeah. Ashley joined us on the um, yoga retreat back in January and learned so much more about her while we were there. And, you know, her artistry goes well beyond just her performance on stage and I'm we'll get into that too. But uh, welcome to the podcast, Ash. Thank you very much, Ty. Thanks yeah, for having me. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you got get to learn more about me on the trip. It like, was how, awesome. How though. competitive I yeah, am too. That is all yeah, we forgot about that with celebrity, right. Um, so as usual, I like to have the guests describe where we're meeting, and so if you could just do that real quick, that'd be great. Sure. Uh, it is a beautiful sunny day in Syracuse, and we're out here in downtown Syracuse at Roji Tea Lounge, which I picked less chaotic than my home usually, <laughs> and um, nice neutral spot, and a lot of people haven't been here, so when I say if I you know, meet at Roji, it's usually a first-time experience for somebody, but... Um, we're uh, sitting on the floor. I'm about to get myself an Indian style as well uh, on some really cool little plaid pillows and uh, sipping on some healing tea. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, so, all right, well, let's just start, I guess, maybe in the present. So in a few days, you're leaving to head to Austin, Texas. Yes. And so tell us what's going on down there. South by Southwest uh, is a film and music conference that happens annually in Austin, Texas. Um, the locals, probably just like any you know big city, is um, they probably don't appreciate the influx of uh, <laughs> rockers and and young kids that come through. But it is a uh, a great place to network to see the best music that's out there. A lot of up and coming 
um, music and film. So there's a lot of speakers and, and shops, workshops, tons of free music, concerts on every block. I forget how many um, bands perform a day there. It's a lot. And it's Maybe all over the 100. city, right? It's oh, yeah. not just in one central place. It's in every coffee shop, restaurant, bar, park, corner. Yeah. Now, so what are you, tell us what you're going down specifically for and how long are you going for? Well, there's uh, I'm going for a week. And I would say this trip is more of a vacation. I, okay. I really didn't have much time the past couple of months. Start, yeah, starting with Costa Rica in January has kept me very busy and, and busy doing all great things. Yep. But when the last time I went there, I definitely made it a point to book some shows and, and perform while I was down there. But this is going to be just vacation, check out bands, get inspired. Now, are you performing at all while you're there? Not, f- uh, and, and I say this, yep. but I will be staying in a big... Uh, not really a compound, <laughs> but a uh, uh, big house. There's a few different like side houses where other artists yep. and promoters are all staying. So we're going to spend a lot of time there at this place, and we'll be performing, I'm sure. Just call it house concert. Just off the cuff. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So is there anything um, in particular that you're like the most excited about while you're down there? I go with the flow. A lot of these things, I won't know... I, I've looked a couple times. There's um, there's a lot of speakers that I don't know that I'm going to be able to get a chance to see because okay. a lot of it is really exclusive. But um, I've already RSVP'd to a lot of after parties and oh, that's cool. And it, so it really is the bands that you have never heard of when you go to see somebody that you know. It's the bands that go on really early that think no one's going to see them. That I, I really enjoy. Oh, so that's that you don't know their name, you don't know where they're from. But in like three years, they're the next big thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah and you can cool. see them, and you know they're young and fresh and raw, and they're there for a reason. That it's not easy to get booked there. There's bands from all over the world. It is an it's an international affair. Um, so I, I love seeing the new bands coming out of uh, South Africa or. Wow. Um, Ireland, they, they can be you know from wherever. Wow. And, uh, it's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, where did you grow up? Clay, New York. Oh, so you're local. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. CNS was my high school, but um, I grew up, um, my parents' house, we had two neighbors. One of them was my, my aunt, and then the other one was Bob and Jean. And that's really the people that I grew up with, real, quite, huge field across from us, huge field behind us. Country. Oh, I would say, I'd say it was country. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really neat. Yeah. And did your are your parents artists? Like yes. What? So my father, uh, Jimmy Cox, has been a local piano player in town uh, fifty years now. And when I just visited my my um, grandma a couple weeks ago, a week ago, and she turns ninety eight in April. And she is amazing. Up and down the stairs. She, got, she uses a cane to support herself, but she's in great shape. She's telling me stories of my father when he was five years old in a department store window. So music runs deep in my yeah. family. Um, my mom's maiden name is music. M-U-S-I-C-K. So I grew up... Like her last name? Her maiden name. L- legit. Nancy Music. That yeah. wasn't changed? No, at- no. And my mom... Uh, 
So yeah, I hear grandma and grandpa music. My, you know, my uncle, Uncle Mike music. Wow, <laughs> I've never heard of that. Yeah. That's crazy. And um, and my mom meets my dad out. You know, she, I think that's where they, they met out. My my father was performing. Um, in his twenties and in a club. That's wow. Yeah, and, that's crazy. And here I am. <laughs> my so, dad's still playing. He's a full-time musician. So we're both. So both your parents were musicians. My mom just loved music. Okay. So we'll call her the fan. And what was your earliest, um, like inroads? Like where did it start? Was it with instruments? Was, was it singing? Yeah, my, my grandpa music had a piano at his house. My father's parents every holiday every time we were over at my 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 grandpa um my grandma grandpa cox's house there was the drum set set up my grandpa would play drums my grandma was on the keyboards and we would sing uh christmas carols or just um old rock tunes my dad would get on another keyboard and it was always music like the you know big family get-togethers and uh but my earliest really would be i think i was three four years old just like on a lap I, I, I doubt it I could even really touch the keys you know so I do remember yeah. being young and the key the yeah. piano keys being real heavy and my grandpa would my grandpa music would give me these uh, little I think they're called trills or exercises to do on the piano and you had to get the notes just right yeah. and, and they had to ring out and he, he was really strict about it to where it almost made it not fun oh, you no. know this is not fun <laughs> But I'm going to yeah. get it right. But I'm going to get it right. And between uh, he and then my father teaching me, I remember listening to my father play Bach and Mozart, and I could hear him. And I just remember listening and loving it so much. And you're five years old. You, you do have an attention span if you care. If you care enough, you're yeah, going to, you know. Sure. And I, was re I would really tune myself into to the song that my dad would play over and over again because it's hard. I listened so well that when, when I finally said, you know, Dad, I want to learn that. I want to learn that Bach tune. I remember how old I was, but I was young. I already could almost play it because I had listened to it so much, and I just had an ear for music. I knew where the notes were without really having to think too hard. I could hear them just by looking at them. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, some people can just hear, like they can match up and in their mind see the key yeah. that makes that note. And that's yeah. like, it, that's incredible. Yeah, you can't teach that. No. And because I've tried. And, um, but that's where it definitely all began as a kid listening to all sorts of music and, um, and having just such a fond appreciation for the way it made me feel. So you did this through like growing up. What, what did you, did you go to college? What was? A little, you know, it was, I enjoyed it so much. I would find myself playing just for friends and when I got when I got serious was after high school I think in the midst of trying to figure out who I was um, and I had also throughout high school just I played cello in orchestra okay. upright bass I so was just kind of the traditional school. yeah yep. just, just okay. being you know, no I, band on the side I was like no I was just in orchestras and and stuff like that of course, you know, fast forward many years and I kick myself thinking, man, I would have been such a great athlete. Oh. You know, it was so, because it was no yeah. sports, it was all music growing up. Okay. 
Yeah. I mean, you were okay with that at the time. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I, a lot of my friends played mm-hmm. you know, field hockey or lacrosse, or soccer, cheerleaders. Uh, I was, but you know, I had a lot of friends that were music too. I didn't really stick to one group. I yep. felt. Yeah. Um, and it really wasn't until I have my daughter at a young age. And she is, it, I mean, so. Well, how it, old were you when you had her? 21. Okay, because when, I mean, you look, I mean, you still look like you're in your early 30s. <laughs> Thanks, And yeah. so when. My 98-year-old grandma says, oh. Ashley, I feel like I'm 39. I'm like, good, grandma, because I feel like I'm 12. Well, yeah, it must so run in the family, because when I learned <laughs> that you had a daughter, um, I was like, what? It, I couldn't even. I, to this day, I still can't I really, wrap my mind around. I really around. think the people are just being nice when they say no, that, and no. I think that that's nice of them for being nice. But that so many people say that and ask me how or what, and I just and okay, I'll play along. Okay, I'll play yeah. along. So what could it be? Um, first thing I think of is music. Yeah. That music keeps me young. Yeah. Because I continually try to evolve musically. I don't stay in one genre of music that I like. I, I try to listen to all different styles of music and continue to grow that way. Um, and I I guess just, uh, I would say, even Chloe having a daughter so young and watching her grow up and growing up with her has helped me stay youthful in yep. a way. Um, but, but music, and music makes me happy. Happiness yeah. keeps me young. Well, it, gives you, it gives you some place to always go back to on the days that other things make you not happy. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay, so in high school, no nothing on the band side. You just did the school stuff, all of that. Now, yeah. after high school, what did you go to college? or not? For a little while. Okay. I went to OCC and business management. Oh, so not for music. Not for music. Wow, okay. Yeah. So, but you still had the love of it, but it yeah. was never really something that you were like... I want to make this a big part of my life. So just because right now you're getting out, I'm older and I'm driving around and for fun, right, bringing my guitar to different festivals and playing along, just just being me, my friends just keep commenting, oh my God, I love your voice. I'm just doing it because it feels good. It's fun. I I do love to entertain. I always loved it. And uh, I mean, like my parents have pictures and... I remember being a, somewhat of a clown. <laughs> you know, I liked to make people laugh, or I—I I always wanted to be a magician. I swear to God, a magician. I wanted to be. A I magician, can see. I could okay? see that for you too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, it, at least that was like I remember a childhood fantasy, and you'd see, you know, um, it was David Copperfield was yeah. my magician. Yeah, thought he was so cool. But um, it's going to be music, and because my friends keep telling me. It's so good, and around those ages, I started getting my heart broken a lot. So it felt really good to write, write things down. And this diaries. is in like your late teens. This is yeah, nineteen. Okay. Nineteen years old. Yeah. Okay. Um, 18, 19, 20 years old. Okay. And and then next thing you know, I'm I'm pregnant at twenty, and I have a baby at twenty one, and I still love music, and I'm playing a lot of guitar, I'm yeah. playing music for her, I'm singing to her, and 
and yeah, she's my world. Yeah, and we'll and, come back to her yeah, later on because yeah. she has yeah. all of what yeah. you have. But so, she gives me a different kind of having this having a child at 21. It gave me a whole new sense of brave and get out there and follow your dreams. Where a lot of young mothers might say this is the end. Yeah. I mean, great. Now I've got a kid. What am I going to do? Um, she flipped my world up, and, and now I can do anything. Yeah, so. okay. So a um, couple of years of college here or there, and then after college, you went into the working world, and, uh, you, and you still are there. I, I mean, the music is not, music is your love, but yep. it's not your only source of income. You're, right. You have a steady day job. Yes. Okay. But it was not always like that. So rewind 10 years ago and I was still freelance actually only playing music oh, okay so there was it wasn't I had a daughter and then went into the working world because in that moment again when I'm saying I can do anything and I was just starting just starting to write songs again full of heartbreak angst and this is 1995 96 and I am I'm writing some good songs, you know, just a good enough, good enough for me in that moment to, to share, to go to a studio. And I had a lot of help. The community, even then, says, you've got a great voice. We love you. You know, let us help you. And there was a studio called Penguin Studios out in, I don't remember, I think it was Fayetteville. And, and this guy, Steve Feldman, you know, he, now he goes off to L.A. and... He ends up recording Michelle Bonham uh, or Tracy Bonham. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep, Tracy Bonham yep, from Mother Mother. Yeah. Uh, wow. He, he records some some big acts, and uh, and he's still doing. It. He's still out there. Um, and ninety seven, they started flying me back and forth to New York City. Oh my goodness. Yep. Wow. And my daughter is very young. Jewel is huge. Alanis Morissette is huge. Yeah. And they see this thing in me. They're like, you know, we're gonna. We're going to take you to the top, kid. Yeah. And they give me a guitar, this gorgeous guitar. They take me sneaker shopping. I'm, I'm getting, you know, I'm in a limousine every day. Yeah. And I am about 24, 25, 26 years old, all, you know, those years. Great years, great years. And I am performing uh, showcases for A&R reps and for big record companies. I'm meeting Sting's lawyer, wow. uh, talking to Kurt Cobain's accountant, and you know they're telling me it was really hard for Kurt. One day he had nothing, and the next day he had five hundred thousand dollars in his account. That does something to somebody. Yeah. Uh, somebody that really didn't even desire to be famous. Yeah. And I'm I'm just looking at the Moon Men on the wall, like all these MTV and oh, wow. records everywhere. <laughs> moon, I am yeah. so overwhelmed and uh, out of my element. I'm a country girl from CNS, okay? <laughs> so it was a whirlwind of name dropping and opportunities that eventually, I mean, I have a daughter. She kept me grounded and, and that was a tough life going back and forth from New York to Syracuse, mm. and it was a lot of partying and a fast lifestyle. I I can only be thankful that my lawyer at the time, when I was offered a really big production contract deal 
with uh, Eric Clapton's producer. He was a Grammy award-winning producer. He was the one that recorded um, Tears in Heaven, that, okay. that record, yep. un- Unplugged, all that. Wow. Eric Clapton stuff. Um, worked. <laughs> I went to the studio, worked with this guy, and he wanted... He wanted uh, a lot of my royalties. My lawyer said this is not a good deal. He was working directly with Sony Records, and it was going to be this big thing. My lawyer said, no, you know what, you're young, and other opportunities are going to come along. Okay, so... uh (laughs) Okay, so there. So so you are living the dream. That was 10 years. Early on. Yeah, yeah. that was 10, So you were doing that for 10, 10 years. 10 years, I was a... I was a uh, when I look back at my... When you show your social security form, shows you all the years that you... I went from... <laughs> I learned like many years where there's just a big zero just, in my adult life. Yeah. Big zeros. Just chasing the dream. I was, on the, I was on the road a lot. I was living with my parents. I was... Living in a very affordable house where um, I rented, like the the down the bottom floor of a, of a two-family house. A friend of mine ended up, you know, being my manager, and just graciously allowed me to get by on my earnings from the dinosaur barbecue every week. Wow. So yeah. Well, um, and you were waitressing at the dinosaur, or playing playing music, playing music. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yep. So back and forth in New York, where you're in, like everybody's like you're on. The yeah, next big thing. Um, there's articles getting written up. And then you turn this deal down. Yep. And then. And then, sl- and I'm I'm still playing. I'm still on my own. I have an agent. I'm going to colleges and I'm performing okay. at colleges, making good money. What type of music were you playing at that point? Uh, solo, acoustic, folk singer. Okay. Singer songwriter. Okay. All right. And um, you know, really, any. Oh God! <laughs> Why can't I just say I was so good, Ty? But I'm a singer-songwriter. Yeah. I'm in my 20s, playing guitar. I'm a, you know, it, it wasn't easy to get. I'm sorry. It it wasn't hard to get a gig. Yep. Okay. And um, but you know, I should say, very talented at a young age. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you, you and um, you turn the so deal down. So playing playing everywhere. Just still playing everywhere. I mean, anywhere I could gig. I'm. Playing regionally, yeah. a lot of New York City, um, Buffalo, but the colleges I'd play went all the way to Utah. Wow! You know, yeah. And, oh my um, God! And was that set up by your record label getting you out there to do that? No. Nope. You... So I had an um, booking agent. Okay. So my I had managers, and they were based in out of New York City. Okay. And they were the ones that were trying to get me a record deal. They would get twenty five percent, you know, of a million dollars or yep. or whatnot. So, and then whatever was to happen after that, it was a great adventure. Yeah. I wouldn't trade it for the world. It was a um, big learning experience in the music industry, that's for sure. And what age were you when you were doing that, roughly? Uh, late 20s. Okay. So the, your attorney at the time says yeah. to turn down this deal with yeah. um, Eric Clapton's crew. Yes. And what happened after that? Uh, so, yeah. So I continued to play music. Um, I'm sure I... F- I fall in and out of love at, le- at least twice. <laughs> yeah. And boys are a distraction, you know. But um, I, I eventually, I mean, even fast forward 10 years later, what happened 10 years after I was uh, offered a, a contract that I turned down, I go to London and perform on my own. Um, I go with a friend, but I, I book the gig. I don't have management. I don't have a booking agent. I'm still perf- um, 
representing just really myself. Okay. And now they're playing. And when was this? This was 2006. So this was this was a while after the yeah. contract. Yeah. So okay, but let so the contract is not doesn't happen. Yeah. Then you then you decide at that point I'm still gonna play music, but I need to get a job. Yeah. Okay. Music director for Think in Syracuse. Okay. So, so now is our first step. Still in music, but, but but more of a big girl role. On to a future. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So, what yeah. what was your position at Think? Music director. Okay. And what was what was Think? The institution of a now culture. Okay. And it was headed by a gentleman of the by the name of Jacob Roberts. Okay. He is, I believe, he's now after living in Vermont or out in California, doing a lot of work out there of the same. Okay. Um, Arts, music, sustainability. Yep. Uh, he's working with Spark now, and Spark is a, it's a local art gallery. And oh yeah, over on over near Syracuse University, oh, like just God. below it, near it, Syracuse. Stage. It might be because I haven't yes. seen the new space. There's it a new is. space. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. So I I uh, work with him, Mike Barletta, um, Courtney Ryle. Mike Swat, there's a bunch of us, yeah. and a lot of them are artists, okay. are, are visual artists, and together we facilitate um, Think, the okay. Institution of Not Culture, and we put on a ton of events. I throw, I throw a fashion show at the Everson Museum mm-hmm. that at the time the, the uh, director, Sandy, Sandra, Sandra, I can't think of her last name, um, says that there hadn't been that many people in the Everson since John and Yoko. Oh, nice! Wow. Since John yeah, and Yoko wow. had done their exhibit there, yeah. and that felt really yeah. good. I mean, the place was packed. Uh, but while I was with Think, I was the music director, but I would host uh, hip hop battles, okay. uh, open mics. There would be fashion shows. Okay. I did a Rock the Vote event at the Inner Harbor, which I think was the first event that anybody threw at the Inner Harbor. It was yeah. the first event. Um, and I wanted to do it all. Yeah, okay. So, so then after, how long did you work for Think? How long? I had been uh, four years. Okay. And then what came after that? Um, then still a lot of performing, mostly locally, though. You know, at this time, my daughter is... She's 12 years old, 11, 12. Yeah. School is big. You know, I'm I'm home more than I've ever been. Okay, but um, not you. Did you have like a corp, like a job in the corporate world at that point? No, nope. thing. No. So you were. It nope. was just back to. Yep. Doing the music. Yep. Okay. And which never stopped. You know, yep. I, sometimes I would perform at those events that I spoke about, but I would and I was always promoting myself and performing locally. Um, hosting open mics down in Little Italy in Hanover Square. Okay. There was always it was always a weekly weekly gigs that I had too. Okay. Um, always music. Okay. So My, fast forward just yep. a little bit. Yeah. What, what ended up? How'd you end up at CX Tech? You're good. Where, where yeah. You <laughs> and we're almost there. So we get to about 2006. And oh, London. Yeah, right, skip past London, so go back yeah. to London. Well, okay. but but that's just part of that. I'm I'm working at the dinosaur. I'm doing. I, I am performing weekly, mm-hmm. and 
uh, Joe Driscoll is out in London. Oh, and yeah, I know yeah. that that's an opportunity, you know, um, to play out there and play with Joey. And he's always asking too. So it's always we've seen touch. Joe's such years. a talented yeah, guy. Yeah. I, I followed him when I've told his wife Joyce because she teaches yoga at the yoga studio. Yeah. That yeah. I was a huge groupie of Joe's when he was in uh, high school at Nottingham. Nice. For the, yeah. With the Groove Merchants. Oh wow! Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, that's. Joyce yeah. brought me one of their CDs because so oh, I, I had so given cool. mine away to somebody else. But yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so you were with with Joe. Yeah. So we go out there and and um and I perform and it was my first time playing overseas and thinking that the world is still so much smaller. It's still people that you you uh, run into that are from New York or that are from yeah. Central New York or you know wherever you go. Um, but the reception there, how it it felt. I just, I just kept wanting to go other places. Like the, I knew that that wasn't going to be. Yeah. That was my first. Maybe um, got that real travel bug. Like let's, let's go. <laughs> Where else you want to go? Where you want to go next? Um, but upon coming back from, from London, I reunite with my now husband, Sean. Yeah. We had been friends and musician just musician friends mm -hmm. for about 10 years okay and he just moves back from the Carolinas starts a band he's rehearsing above me in that house that I told you about yeah. the two family house he's rehearsing upstairs with Jeff Jones another uh, musician in Syracuse that you know if you go see live music you know who, who I'm talking about and and I hear their music and it sounds great and again we're friends and and we've played together, shared the stage many times. When I was showcasing in New York and I had to play in front of music uh, scouts and I had to recruit a band, I'm in New York City and I call Sean Sullivan wow. and ask him to come to New York and, and perform and he does. Yeah. And again we're just friends, we both have a boyfriend or a girlfriend and um, so fast forward, you know, and we're playing music again. He needs a keyboard player in his band, and I can I can play keys. <laughs> and I love the songs. I love the songs. They were great songs. And um, he was performing in, for me a, a couple of songs, and I loved the way his face looked when he was playing his own material. It was so passionate, and real and fearless mm. and adorable yes. <laughs> so um our, my feelings for him changed from friendship to oh this is cutie playing guitar and we start dating we are writing music together and I get the I get the old hmm so he was like Four, six, four, four months. We've been seeing each other six months. I don't know. So maybe you should get a real job. We or you? Me. He, oh. he has his own. He oh. has his own company. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe oh. you should get a real job. Okay. So I'm like, yeah. Okay. All right. And what, do that. what was he doing at the time? He had his own business uh, as he has his own ATM company. Oh. So. Like he, not only like did I mean a musician. People like, so, rent them from him. Um, no, he he graduated from ITT. Okay. So he can he is 
at the time was a, um, a technician. So repairing, I, yeah, repairing, upgrading. I mean, there's a business for that, you know? Yep, okay. And, and he's got his own car. He's a musician yep. with his own car and a job. And he's nice. Um, okay, so he lays it on. Yeah. And it's I'd never really dated a musician. Okay. So let's put that out there, yeah. too. That, I don't know. It would only be one. But, yeah. You know, okay. One of me. Yeah. Right. Well, there still is. So. <laughs> you know what I mean? Still, yeah. 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 One gig. My yeah. gig. <laughs> okay. So you guys are playing. You're playing his band at this point. Now, mm-hmm. was it just how many other people were in the band? There's a drummer, a bass player. Okay. And Sean and myself. Okay. And then you get a job. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that is still your current job. It no. So I start working at a. A company, it's called Origins, okay. and it's a like a skincare company, but uh, it, it's all like plant-based, okay. and organic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nat- natural. Because I really, I don't, even, I don't wear makeup even yeah. now. Um, yeah. So to work up to work at a makeup counter, if I had to pick one, if I had to pick any place in the mall, I'm like, okay, this is fun. It's like, yeah, I could do this. Okay, I could do this. Okay, and I love like moisturizer. <laughs> yeah, how long? Did, how long did you work there? I worked there. I think just. I, year or and how was that well i would get a lot of people that came in they're like oh my god ashley cox oh Oh, so when are you playing next when are you playing next i'm like "Ah." yeah this friday and i was balancing work and you know playing out and it's got to the point where like i needed a day off i think a friend was getting married or you know there were there were times where, where i wanted to play a gig no that's during gift season oh geez like what no my friend's getting married i need this weekend off no, that's during. I'm like, no, uh, you can't tell me what to do. You yeah, know, I had that. Yeah. This isn't yeah, gonna right. work. <laughs> hey, this isn't gonna work. Yeah. Failing <laughs> coming over me. And uh, and the next thing you know, you know, I had a couple of friends that came in to see me there, though. Yeah. So timing of, of everything is always uh, beautiful for yeah, to yeah. reflect back on and see how do you get to, from one place to the next. And. Uh, Friends who had beautiful tattoos all over the bodies and mohawk. It's like this is where I work in this office, and they're hiring, and you should check it out. Yeah. And I'm looking at them, thinking, "What? You work in an office <laughs> like that? Right. Yeah, you always wonder where do you go to work? Really? Yeah. Okay, where oh, is man. this place? Yeah. And oh man, so I, we had I had, we had just got a house and. Um, and it's a mile away from where I buy my house. Okay. So the place is only a mile away. I'm like, okay, this is a, a group. A, yeah. Let's try this place out. Right. Okay. And um, and I, I, it's just sales. It's a sales job. I didn't know about technology equipment. Yeah. You know, I didn't know what a computer is, and that's about it. Yeah. And. Uh, but I was somewhat technical. I can hook up a PA system and a VCR and stuff like that. But I go through training and I get on the phone. I love people. This place is fun. It's upbeat. Everybody's really great. They've got a, they've got endless coffees and teas yeah. and peanut butter and snacks and treats. <laughs> and and it's a really great upbeat atmosphere. Yeah. And um, I can be myself. Yep. So. And. They also have a pretty darn good corporate band. Yes, they do. And I hear of this, of course I hear of this, and I, I hear of this because my friend who recruits me, she's a singer, and 
Uh, I should have said that. Yeah, and the other guy, uh, Ant, is a drummer. Okay. So <laughs> I don't even think of that sometimes. Yeah. You know, all my friends are musicians. And so I get recruited as the singer to this new band and we go on to win like five battle of the bands well I remember that. because uh, before I knew <laughs> anything about you or whatever I had some friends like like old teachers from Manly's Pebble Hill yeah and they they entered a, a band into battle of the bands for a few years yeah Manly's Pebble Hill yeah and I yeah. always remember that like the CX Tech band like they were like crushing it they were <laughs> that was it so um, so when did you and Sean start doing professional victims Oh man, that has to be. We, uh, let's see. <laughs> He's gonna laugh when he listens to this. She says we know how long we've been married for. That's what he'd say. Um, I'd say seven, eight years. Okay. And what prompted you guys? Like what? What was the reason why you guys broke off and started doing your own thing? And yeah. How did? What type of music were you guys Great playing questions. at the beginning? Well, when we first started playing together, we had um, Corey Konas was our drummer and amazing drummer. He's touring the world, not like nonstop, in this other band. Corey who? Now. Corey Konas, K-O-N-I-Z. Okay. And so he goes on. To, the best thing he could have done was quit our band. <laughs> we, uh, but we're all friends, and yeah. and it just always turned out the music that we used to play was a lot heavier okay uh, a lot a mix between punk and rock alternative rock and what took you guys in that direction and you know Sean is a killer guitar player a lot of the, a lot of the bands that we like uh, Nirvana Foo Fighters uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers they're not quiet bands no correct you know yep, yep. and it's emotional just uh, driving rock okay delicious crunching guitars and uh, I was I've, I've always been drawn to more Tori Amos and, you know girly more girly stuff um, but even like the national and other bands more shoegazy stuff yep. uh, Radiohead and and it's always been interesting working together having such different musical tastes mm -hmm. but somehow when we work together it kind of goes you know we meet in the middle and it, it does have a unique sound yeah our band now it, it's not easy being in a band in general so there are definitely different challenges when you incorporate an emotional sure uh, a chemistry in the band like a husband and wife so that's challenging and it got it get got to the point you know it gets to the point where when you're in a band with people you you are never going to find I shouldn't say never some bands that last a long time the action just won a Sammy award for uh, best alternative band um, album they've been together for 20 years they you can make it they've been together since high school wow. this band yeah kudos to them yeah but it, it just wasn't easy being in a band with everybody with different schedules mm -hmm. and different tastes in music and different dreams. What do you want to do with this band? Where is it going? Oh, we're going to go play this gig and not make any money? Sometimes you got to do that. Yeah. 
unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, you have to play gigs and you don't get paid, but there'll be a lot of people there. Um, and so it makes it worth it, or just whatever the case may be. I have a hard time saying no to music. Mm -hmm. And and I cared enough about the band, and Sean cared, cared enough about the band and the music, where we would take gigs that were a little far. We had jobs. We can afford to travel and pay for the gig. Yep. Yep. Um, but that's that's not where a lot of musicians are at. You know, they got to get paid or. Well, it's a hard balance. I think you don't see a lot of musicians on any level of success who um, can do it full time. Right. For any sort of long period, yep. it's rare. Like. Uh, and we no. could look. We could play cover. We could play cover cover music yep. and play in bars. And I could be playing five seven nights a week. And I don't want to do that either. Right. Because really then you lose a part of your lifestyle that is important to people. And especially as you get older, it's you know like in my yeah. interview with my friend Joe Altier, yep. he said you know he said, you know I'm older. I don't want to play those ten to two a.m. No. gigs every night yeah. anymore. You know. Yeah. And that that has to start to change. Yeah. So. So you both have your careers. They're supporting the band. Mm -hmm. But your band is pretty successful at this yeah, point. I mean, yeah. now if we come back to present day, I mean... Oh, like so we just performed at the Sammies, at the Syracuse Sammy Music Award uh, Friday night. And, and that's that's a really that's a rare thing. They only have maybe four or five bands that play this event every year. Wow. It's a packed show, yeah. whether it be the Landmark or the Palace. It was at the Palace. With all your peers. With all your peers. The yeah. best of the best of Syracuse yeah. music scene. And, and we're performing in front of them. We, I get down off the stage, and Mark Hoffman, who is, has been a staple in the music scene forever, you know, grabs my arm and says, you are bigger than this stage. That was incredible. And the sincerity of this man's voice. And then I tell him, like, you may have just changed my life. I walk away, and if you don't think that the idea or dream of mm -hmm. just playing music full-time isn't always in the back of my mind, yeah. just kind of just tapping on my shoulder every once in a while. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I wouldn't be honest with myself if I didn't say that I think about that all the time. So how do you, but, how do you internally balance the, the dream yeah. of being full-time musician with the reality of like I need this career right now oh, to is, support my dream. So that how do you, is the how do you magic that? question, yeah. Ty. Um, that I haven't thought about what's about to come out of my mouth yet. But how I balance it? How do I sit at my job for eight hours in a day and not cry at my desk? Yeah. <laughs> um, first, you wake up in the morning and you're so grateful to be alive mm -hmm. and you're so grateful to have a job that affords you trips to Costa Rica or to Iceland or yoga memberships and most delicious foods mm -hmm. that I want and I'm grateful. I'm grateful for everything. I'm grateful for the fact that I still dream about it that I still believe right now that if I wanted to do that, I could quit my job tomorrow yeah. and just do that if I want to, if that's what I decide to do. Yeah. Um, but I am genuinely happy and grateful no matter what I'm doing. Yeah. I get to have 
a great job and surrounded by a ton of wonderful people that I call my friends and family even. Um, I feel very lucky yeah. and very fortunate to have a job that I don't hate. And um, But again, I, I, I just try to go with the flow. And yeah. right now, that's where I am. And it feels good. And yeah, I mean, you were lucky. You, you, which I'm I think still that, play music. It's, yeah, you it's found not that a really I've good balance. I only play the good gigs, the gigs that that I either uh, make me grow as a human being. I just performed with Joe Whiting for the first time as this organ player. I learned 24 R and B songs, <laughs> almost none of which that I had ever even heard yeah. or played before, ever even heard before. Yeah. Um, upon returning from Costa Rica, that's I immersed myself in my father coming over, teaching me different chord progressions, different ways to look at chords. I swear to you, I was looking at the piano, and remember the movie The Matrix, yeah. where just this character is his mind is open, opened up, and uh, he's seeing things differently. Yeah. And I am looking at chords that I've played. For you know, for 20 years, I'm looking at them differently wow. because of the way that my father taught me how to play uh, this old 40s, 50s rock tune. Yeah. So I'm still growing musically. I take that gig, not knowing any of these songs, because Joe Whiting asks yeah. me to do it. Yes, absolutely. I'll yeah. do that gig and learn those songs, and have fun learning. And it was scary. And I was still so nervous up on that stage. Um, that was at Del Lago Casino. And so I'm still growing yeah. musically, even. What do you say to people who are in its early stages of either realizing their, their dream or making a transition in their life, but are stuck in a situation where they still need a job that... I mean, they, you're, you're fortunate you like your job. Yeah. There's a lot of people that don't like their jobs, and that's a huge weight on their lives. So what advice would you offer to those people? Like, is it just... Quit their job. Yeah. Okay. That's a, <laughs> that was going to be my question. Yeah. Is, oh, no. You have to... Oh, man. There... You have to believe in yourself. Yeah. That's what you have to do. Okay. You have to love and believe in yourself. Yeah. Because if you love and believe in yourself, you can do anything, yeah. absolutely anything. What do you want to do? Yeah. Do you want to be a barista? Do you want, do you love people and want to serve people? Do you love yoga? I, I was in awe of some of the students that I met on that trip where they had taken their teacher training and maybe they're not a teacher yet, yeah. but they could be if they wanted to. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's so wonderful that... Yeah. I mean, we live in a time and a place where the information is at, the, at our fingertips. You want to learn the guitar, Ty? You can teach yourself guitar. Well, I'm trying to teach myself ukulele. Not, <laughs> you can teach yourself. I'm, I'm you not can super do it. successful, but I'm getting Practice. there little and by little. you weren't yeah. super bendy either when you first right. started That's doing yoga. Right. That's a very good point. I'll keep reminding myself of that. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. Practice in everything. You know, mm. practice. Oh, there was a wonderful little video I saw. This, this young man, right? Um, what are you practicing? Are you practicing being positive and being happy are you going to practice your ukulele you have your yoga practice yeah. and practice eating well this is my about a one my one year anniversary of no meat i saw that congratulations and thank you yeah, that's really i never cool. would have thought um, that i that that my desire to have that would have shifted 
the way that it did. Yeah. But it did. Yeah. And so, so just find something to practice. Yeah. Right. What are you passionate about? Passion. So um, let's go back to Chloe for a second. Sure. Because she, I've not seen her perform, but I've seen clips. Yeah. Thanks to social media yes. and seeing yeah. how proud you are of her. So she obviously got the music bug yeah. down through the lineage. So she came with me to so many shows. Okay. Yeah. She, we were, she was with me. My, I took my child to a bar. But she was side stage. She was on the stage How with me. How old was she? Oh, seven, eight, okay. nine. Yeah. And um, four, <laughs> four, five, six, yeah. young. Okay. Young, and I always had friends with me, or I would absolutely rely on a stranger. The, um, one of the women that was happens to be in the bar, you know, managers, she would sit right with me. Yeah. And we would travel the subways with my guitar. Um, we would go to music festivals. She was, she was there, and exposed to a big stage, a huge crowd. So she's always loved it. It hasn't oh, taken yeah. any um, arm twisting. No, no, no. And what is more than her natural presence on stage? Because I, I love watching her. I am so nervous for her when <laughs> the moment she gets on that stage. I want to do everything for her. I want to tune her guitar. I want to plug it in. I want to make sure it works. I'm going to sound check it. I want to do everything and help. And then even just play the show for her so she doesn't feel nervous. Uh, well, I think she's <laughs> but, got it pretty well figured yeah. out, though, you know? So the whole time I just sit in stage and I'm just like, don't move, Ashley. Just stay right yeah. there. Let her do her thing. And, uh, and she does. And I am just in awe of her... She does not look nervous. Yeah. I'm, I'm more nervous in the stage. And what's or, her uh, stage name? Like, how can people find information? Chloe Danes. Chloe Danes. Okay. Um, she spells her name on Instagram with a K. K-H-L-O-E. But, so I think that's okay. on Instagram like that. Um, but she's definitely not trying to pursue it the way I did. Yeah. And I'm glad. Yeah. I gotta say, um... She has a passion for food and for cooking. Oh, cool! So yeah. much. So art, I don't artistry mind in that. Its own right. I, oh yeah, 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 I do not mind her uh, experimenting on Mama yeah. and saying, "Try this, try this, right. try this." She's always handing me something that she made, and it's always healthy and delicious and tasty and fresh. And um, and so she and she works over at Original Grain. Uh, she opened up the Trader Joe's when Trader Joe's oh, first really? came to Syracuse. Oh, cool. She was yeah. there, already drawn to organic, fresh. Oh, that's you know, really neat. Uh, yeah. Creative uh, cuisine. And in her travels, and we've been to a lot, a lot of different big cities together. We like to go on, um, we went to Boulder uh, oh, last year cool. together. And and she just had so much fun going to different restaurants, yeah. trying different um, small plates and smoothies. And and then working in Original Grain, she, we're always scheming or talking about, you know, one day we'll open up our own little yeah. Small plates. Oh, that's fun. Or, Have you guys ever played together on stage? Yes. Yeah. And how was that? What was that like? Uh, so, I've now performed. I've performed with my father a lot on okay. stage over yeah. the years, and that is it's an incredible experience to for me yeah. to play with my dad. So I can imagine uh, is I can imagine what he feels when he performs with me because performing with my daughter is our voices blend as one. Yeah. It is. It is so much fun, oh, and that's really cool. 
very intense and uh, emotional experience. Yeah. Now, just to wrap up, and I alluded to this at the beginning, that you also have an artistic eye for photography oh, yeah. and many other things. Yeah. So where did that passion kind of develop? Because, well, I mean, you look at things and you say, do this, do that, and then all of a sudden there's yeah. this amazing picture. It looks like it's been overly filtered, and it's not. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, I, I do consider myself an artist. When people ask me who I am or what do I what I do, I usually say um, I'm an artist. Yeah. I'm an artist, just an artist. I love photography. I love music. I do. I, I consider myself um, a foodie. I I'm a very passionate human being. Yeah. My heart open, big, ready, excited, happy, and. And being able to capture those moments, yeah. whether it be the way the light is hitting something, or the way I can I see things in scenes. A lot of times, I love film. Yeah. Uh, and so, if there isn't a soundtrack going on in my head for the landscape and and the little movie that I'm in called my life. Yeah. You know, that's. Well, I mean, <laughs> I as we kind of wrap up here, I, I know you inspire people on a lot of different levels and one small one for me was the Costa Rica trip when you took a few pictures and t uh. Tiffany showed them to me I'm like I really got to become better at taking pictures but it's like just little things like that that you without realizing it drop into people's lives and I remember when, when we used to go to the same CrossFit gym yeah. in the mornings you every morning you're in there just bouncing off the oh, walls yeah. and it's I'm just it's so refreshing so nice so um, so to wrap up I warned you about this at the beginning um, get, what what advice or what could you recommend to the people listening to the podcast just it can be anything sure my and it's it is something that I struggle with but that needs to happen in any person's life and that is just finding quiet time alone um, just to quiet your mind and set your intentions and love yourself love it Perfect place to stop. Yeah. Ashley, thank you so much. Thank you, Ty. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. And have fun in Austin. Thank you. All right. Today's episode was produced by me, Tyler Cagwin. The background music was provided by Soul Rising. Find him on iTunes, Spotify, or basically anywhere you listen to music. www.soulrising.com and at Soul Rising on Instagram. Make sure to visit our website, www.omtravelers.com and look in the podcast section for today's show notes and links to the places and things discussed in the episode. www.omtravelers.com Namaste. Namaste.